Facebook knows in acute detail that its platforms are riddled with flaws that cause harm, often in ways only the company fully understands. That is the central finding of a Wall Street Journal series based on a review of internal Facebook documents, including research reports, online employee discussions, and drafts of presentations to senior management. Time and again, the documents show the researchers at Facebook have identified the platform's ill effects. Time and again, despite congressional hearings, its own pledges, and numerous media exposés, the company didn't fix them. The documents offer perhaps the clearest picture thus far of how broadly the Facebook problems are known inside the company, up to the chief executive himself. To boot, last week, a woman named Frances Haugen went on 60 Minutes to describe all of the documents she gathered during her two-year tenure. Haugen is protected as a whistleblower by the SEC and will continue to work with lawmakers to provide documentation and information as it relates to the company's lack of openness about its platform's potential for harm and unwillingness to address its flaws. And that, my friends, is what we're going to discuss on this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. Isn't it a strange coincidence that the day after the Facebook whistleblower was on 60 Minutes, all Facebook properties went down for an entire day? If I were a conspiracy theorist, I would say they took everything down on purpose because, as it turns out, all of the headlines on Monday were about them being down, not about Francis Haugen. It's all very wag the dog, which I'm sure just aged me, creating a crisis to deflect from the real one. But I'm not a conspiracy theorist, even though it is kind of fun to imagine they might do something like this. I don't have enough trust in their senior leadership to adamantly defend them, but that's unlikely that's what they did. Although maybe a good hack was all it took. It was fun to watch the engineering department of one of our tech clients armchair quarterback it though. It sounds like in the end, the systems went down and no one could get in the building to fix it because the system that operated the doors also operates their internet properties. Seems pretty risky to me, but I'm also not an engineer. Anywho. Neither here nor there. Facebook, Instagram, Oculus, and WhatsApp are all back up, and everyone is talking about the big outage and not about the fact that Frances Haugen testified before Congress, but not before she had a website created with a contact form for media inquiries. Seems a little disingenuous to me, but I also haven't ever had to put my literal life on the line to do something I believe was best for society. In the work we do with clients, I have learned far too much about the dark side of social media. I also have nieces and nephews who are teenagers or in their early 20s, and I watch what social media does to them and their friends. As far as I'm concerned, my kid will never even have a phone. I might lock her in a dungeon and never let her out. And don't get me started on the national days for sons and daughters and aunts and uncles and every other person in your life that allows foreign governments to use facial recognition to do whatever bad things they want to do. Stop participating in those. It turns out Facebook knows all of this is happening. There is a group of elite users who can behave any way they like, 
and not be sanctioned. Instagram is wholly toxic for teen girls. And while their terms of service prevent anyone younger from, than 13 from having an account, they actually work hard to attract preteens. As much as I personally love social media, it's become kind of a dumpster fire. And even I am avoiding it in many ways. I mean, I told a friend a few weeks ago that I would kick his butt in a bike race and they removed my comment, citing that I was inciting violence. Totally would kick his butt in a bike race. Anyway, in just a minute, I'll be back to talk you through what they know, what they expect, and what you can do to hold them accountable. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. I'm back. <clears throat> Facebook, of course, has gone on the defensive. Zuckerberg wrote a letter to employees, which he posted on his personal page. Nick Clegg, the vice president of global affairs at Facebook, spoke to Brian Selter at CNN. Both of those things bookended Haugen's testimony. The Wall Street Journal series I mentioned earlier, it was based in part on the documents Haugen gathered, as well as interviews with current and for- former employees. It describes how the company's rules favor elites, how its algorithms foster discord, and how drug cartels and human traffickers can use its services openly. Their article about the effects of Instagram on teenage girls' mental health was the impetus for a Senate subcommittee hearing last week in which lawmakers described the disclosures as a, quote, bombshell. In Haugen's view, allowing outsiders to see the company's research and operations is essential. She also argues for a radical simplification of Facebook systems and for limiting and promoting content based on levels of engagement, which is a core feature of the recommendation systems on Facebook. The company's own research has found that misinformation, toxicity, and violent content are inordinately prevalent in material reshared by users and promoted by the company's own mechanics. Facebook, from Zuckerberg on down, has always been clear that their goal is to create more engagement. The algorithms optimize for likes, reshares, and comments. We all know that. As long as that is the goal, polarizing, hateful content will always be prioritized. We certainly experienced that for the four years of Trump's presidency and during last year's shutdown. We continue to experience it around the misinformation that is spread about the vaccines and people being adamant about not wearing a mask. Honestly and truly, the only thing that can be done in my estimation 
is to stop using their social media platforms altogether. The others have problems too, especially TikTok. But until we, the people, take a stance, nothing much will change. I also understand that's a tall order. Many of us have longtime friends and family members in our networks that we wouldn't otherwise hear from, except for maybe the annual holiday letter. I very much enjoy seeing the day-to-day lives of my people. There also are businesses, myself included, that rely on Facebook ads for revenue generation. To stop using their properties entirely is just not realistic. But until they face their own revenue challenges and their stock prices go into the dumps, nothing much will change over there. Martin Waxman, Joe Thornley, and I discussed this very thing on Inside PR, and they think I'm being awfully cynical about it all. Perhaps I am, but I also don't see much changing unless there's a grassroots effort to stop using Facebook and Instagram. As an aside, I'm on the fence about WhatsApp because it doesn't seem as toxic, but Facebook and Instagram, gotta go. Unfortunately, there just isn't an easy solution, and especially one that doesn't affect us all. People freaked out when it was all down for a day. So asking everyone to leave entirely just ain't going to happen, is it? If you'd like to join the SpinSucks community to discuss what, if anything, we can all do about Lord Facebook, you can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's free. It's fun. It's challenging. It's educational. And we discuss more than our social media woes. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 